Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Broadcasting from the Big Peach of Atlanta, Georgia, a show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another edition of Unfiltered with Michael Gardner. This is the Patriot Angle Podcast. Joining us today is Grace Hung. She is with Lotus Coaching. How are you, Grace? Welcome to today's podcast. Hello, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. I am excellent. And how are you doing? I'm I'm doing fine. Uh Battling the mixture of our bipolar weather here in the state of Georgia. Uh, <laughs> one minute it is 40 degrees. The next minute it's 70 degrees. So it doesn't know what it wants to do. <laughs> wow, that's definitely a challenging as far as regulating mood is concerned, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So um, basically, Grace, um, uh, we we have been kind of – uh, watching your content uh, on social media, and uh, it's very, uh, very interesting. Uh, you do have very interesting uh, uh, type of videos, uh, so to so to speak. Uh, can you basically uh, elaborate? You know what your business entitles. I know. I know you have different types of, uh, if we want to call them branches, or you know, different um, segments to your company itself, Lotus Coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am a life coach for women, and predominantly what I do is I work through women's past traumas. So I do some inner child healing, I do sexual trauma healing, I do um, shadow work integration, and all of this is to liberate women to step into the most empowered, embodied version of themselves and to reclaim their sacred femininity. And so along with this, I also do group coaching as well. Um, I run a, a Facebook group for women um, called the Savage Sisterhood Sanctuary. And um, so I will do weekly sister circles uh, where women can communicate with each other and join in sacred, um, sacred sisterhood and communion. And I also do energy healing work as well. Um, so it's very, very similar to Reiki in that I focus on healing the chakras and um, helping energy to move through the body to blast through some of the blockages that we have in our energetic systems. And I also offer tarot and oracle readings as well. Wow, you stay pretty busy. <laughs> I do, I do indeed. <laughs> so um, uh, I had one question, you know, uh, with 
everything, you know, that you kind of, you know, you stay on a busy schedule. Um, I was always curious of different types of businesses, you know, especially with, you know, COVID and everything. Has that been a big damper on your business at all? Or you don't really see a challenging effect through that? That's a beautiful question, Michael. Um, And at the beginning of COVID, there definitely was a transition phase, right? There was a transition phase because I was predominantly doing a lot of work and workshops and things like that in person. I was seeing clients in person locally. Um, At the time, I was in Rochester, New York. Now, um, after adjusting to the effects of COVID and everything like that, I have moved my business almost entirely online, um, except for doing the energy healing work, which can only really be done in person for me personally. Um, So at first, it was a little bit challenging. However, I viewed this as an opportunity to step up into the role of leadership in the community, because I'm sure you remember, Michael, that when COVID started, the community kind of collapsed, right? Everyone was in fear and panic and, you know, nobody really knew what was going on. So I really saw that as an opportunity to embrace my role as a community leader and healer and really step in to that to help offer guidance and support and um, a safe space for people to share. So for me, um, COVID has actually been an incredible, incredible space to to offer more of what I do online and to enter the the world of the the digital marketplace. Oh wow, um, you did mention uh, uh, a topic there, um, a little segment here on the podcast. Uh, you know that you do uh, help with the uh, with the fear. Now, um, do you relate that to you know uh, somewhat of the fear of you know of COVID? Uh, it, it does, do you specialize on that? You know, because there's a lot of people that are you know that are scared you know of this new virus and 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 disease. Um, do you help uh, basically um, almost like counsel in a way? You know, through the spiritual uh, channel. Um, I don't typically do coaching about COVID. Most of my clients, they aren't coming to me for that. Um, I do work with fear in general. Like there's a lot of fear in limiting beliefs, a fear of becoming empowered, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of being less than perfect, fear of being unworthy, fear of being unlovable. Those are the type of fears that I tend to focus on in my work with clients. And that's what people usually um, seek me out for. Though at the beginning of COVID, I was offering a lot of um, free community service and holding space for people through like weekly Zoom calls and things like that, um, just to have, just to offer some guidance for people who were experiencing a lot of that fear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see that, you know, um, through your videos that you also express, um, you know, that always believe in yourself. Your body is, is beautiful and never doubt yourself. You know, I see a lot of videos, uh, through social media on your social media account, you know, coming out like that. Uh, is that more, more or less of something that you specialize in more, you know, with that particular, um, yeah, I tend to do a lot of self-worth reprogramming, um, self-worth reprogramming, feeling um, worthy of being loved, right? I think a lot of us have this worthiness wound where we feel inherently unworthy and undeserving of 
all of the beautiful things in life, like abundance in all forms, financial abundance, abundance in love, abundance in connection, abundance in purpose and joy and fulfillment, right? So I tend to do a lot of that work um, as well as doing, working on, for women in particular, working a lot on um, dismantling some of those subconscious programs that we've received in childhood about what it is to be born a girl, what it is to become a woman, and what that looks like um, in today's patriarchal society. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, a lot of people see me mainly and I'm going to admit, you know, as a political podcast host. But um, as of late, I have been branching into different types of topics uh, where I'd like to, you know, open it up a little bit more, uh, Mm -hmm. become more of a uh, of a universal uh, type of podcast uh, Mm -hmm. to basically, you know, express you know, to the, to the podcast world, if we want to use those words, you know, there's more than just politics. You know, there's there, we're talking about today about uh, uh, spiritual spiritual healing and uh, spiritual balance and and, and such, uh, which I think, Grace, uh, you know, even in today's society, uh, I have seen a loss of words on this topic. A lot of people are really not, you know, uh, practicing it as much as they should. You know what I mean? And it's really good for your body. It's good for your uh, for your spiritual character as a person. You know, Um, it helps you. Uh, I'm a very I'm a person that believes in a lot of nature. You know, I I don't take modern medicine. I think it's the worst. You know, Uh, I believe that you know, for the simplest things in life, a simple headache, you know, nature is like one of the biggest cures, you know, just a little R and R right. Rest and relaxation uh, can cure anything in this world, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I'm a strong believer on that. I really am. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense, Michael. And I, I love what you said about um, having a more holistic approach to healing and, um, not really resonating with the the way that Western medicine tends to operate. And I am very much in alignment with you on that point, Michael. I worked in the, the Western medicine field for six years, actually, and I saw a lot of what was broken about our system and that it was really just slapping a Band-Aid on, um, on a lot of different problems where the cause, the root cause, is actually something energetic and spiritual, right? And then anything... Right that manifests in the physical first has to have an energetic cause. Like when we think of an idea, it first has to exist energetically before we can create that physical thing in the material world, right? So the same is true for any form of disease. Um, And like you said, something like a headache, when somebody can take like aspirin or Advil or Tylenol or any number of drugs for something like a headache, there are also energetic root causes for it as well. And it can be treated, like you said, with um, some grounding in nature, some breath work, just reoxygenating the body because the majority of us have actually forgotten how to breathe, to actually breathe deeply. Um, hydration, there's things like essential oils, like peppermint oil um, is really good for headaches as well. Um, and different foods that you can be eating too, to change that. And underneath all of those different um, natural medicines 
are the root causes that is causing repetitive headaches that needs to be addressed as well. Oh, sure. Without, I mean, without a doubt, um, you know, every now and then, you know, I, I, I advertise that on this show, you know, um, guys, you know, I mean, I, I can preach this, you know, until, you know, until the cows come home, you know what I mean, Grace, but you know, it's, it's up to the individual to, to literally, uh, partay in this, you know, it's up to them, you know, to each his own, you know, if you want to take medicine, that's, that's up to you, but it, it, it does so much damage to the body. It really does. You know, um, let's, let's think about, you know, uh, different cultures in this world, you know, ancient Egyptians, uh, the Mayans, uh, native Americans, um, uh, you go back to, uh, the, uh, ancient civilizations in, uh, in Asia, you know, uh, I mean, they didn't use medicines, you know, they, they relied morally on, on nature, you know, every one of those civilizations relied on that. And I mean, these people lived long, healthy, happy lives, you know what I mean? It, It does wonders. It really does. Yeah. And I think that nature actually offers the best medicine. You know, because there are tons of medicinal herbs and plants for us to use that Pachamama, Mama Earth, put here for us to live in symbiosis with, right? There are all these different kinds of natural medicines that are available to us. However, most of us have lost this information as humanity as a collective consciousness has kind of lost a lot of this information. A lot of this information has also been blocked from our access right because of the the way the medical field is run um Mm -hmm. and a lot of us a lot of the the healers uh particularly women are starting to tap back in to this knowledge that we used to hold on to you know the ancient medicine people of tribes and um shamans and healers had this information and we are now beginning to reconnect with that. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And you're absolutely right, Michael, that people have to be able to discern and choose for themselves, which path feels most in alignment with them and who they are today and what would be most nourishing to their journey. Exactly. You know, I brought up uh, ancient civilizations uh, such as uh, native Americans and, uh, you know, Egyptians uh, Israel, uh, not Israel. Uh, well, we can la- name Israel uh, to a, to an extent, uh, but uh, Asia, right? All these past civilizations before us. I mean, the Native Americans proved that uh, using aloe is the best uh, natural uh, antibiotic in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, a simple rash. I mean, you, you know, you you use aloe, it it cures it. Like within like a day, possibly two days. And it's so much more natural than, you know, using the over the counter crap, you know, (laughs) I mean. Absolutely. And something like tea tree oil is antifungal, you know, it can get rid of a lot of fungal diseases as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I, you know, a lot of athletes are using that, you know, even for, you know, athlete's foot, you know, especially, you know, NFL and, all the sports leagues in, in the States. I mean, that, uh, that tea tree oil, I mean, it works like wonders. It really does. Interesting. I didn't know that athletes were, were tapping into that too. That's beautiful. Oh, some of them, not all of them. Uh, you know, some, you know, 
th- there are some that, you know, that live a, a holistic uh, type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, um, my next topic here I want to discuss with you is um, since we're talking about natural medication uh, right now is um, the topic of uh, and, and this is probably on everybody's thoughts, especially in your field. Uh, of your insights and views on uh, medical marijuana, uh, do you see a benefit of that, or do you see it more of a, of a, you know, just a recreational drug? Mm, that's a beautiful question. Thank you, Michael. So yes, I do believe in the medicinal properties of um, cannabis, and I also believe that the benefits of cannabis are best utilized when eaten. Though also when, so when we ingest it orally, I think is when we get the full, the full benefits of cannabis because you get all the different compounds um, that way versus when you smoke it, it's predominantly THC that we are receiving. Though I do still believe that smoking it too is something that can be used very beneficially when applied with the, the appropriate intention right? It depends on the person's intention behind using it, just like using any other tool or any other medicine. It depends on the way and the manner in which it is used and what it is used for. Yeah, the benefits, you know, whether you're, you know, you're smoking it through a pipe or, you know, through some type of other instrument, um, it, it does, it does help and control, you know, uh, you know, certain aspects of, of different things you may experience, you know, a headache or anxiety, or even depression. Uh, it does mild it down. It doesn't cure it, but it, it, it yeah. controls it. You know, uh, I've seen people that have uh, seizures, you know, uh, they relate to the cannibalists, you know, and it, it, it helps it so much. Uh, mm-hmm. They even tested on dogs. Uh, if a dog is basically going to have a, uh, a seizure, uh, I'm told if you blow a little, you know, vape or, you know, even the vape, you know, that, that, that tends to work, mm-hmm. you know? So there's yeah. a lot of good health benefits on cannabis. Um, a lot of criticism. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it would be a blessing if, if it was, uh, passed, you know, as a, um, as a natural drug, you know, because it has a lot of key factors, like you mentioned, you yeah. know, a lot so I definitely think that's true, Michael. And um, and as far as medicinal substances go, to use cannabis for something like, let's say, pain management, for example, rather than using some of those heavier, heavier drugs out there like Oxycontin and things like that, right? Those opioids that are highly addictive. Oh, um, yeah. You're not telling me. (laughs) Right. And just like terrible for the body, terrible for the mind, for the spirit, for pretty much just (laughs) terrible all around. Right. 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 To to substitute that with something like cannabis, that yes, it is still a bandaid and it can, it can help with a variety of different things. um, Is that to me seems like the far better option. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, well, like I just mentioned before, it's, it's not the cure to the, you know, end all, end all type of uh, illnesses and diseases. It controls it to an extent. Right. Um, but I'd, I would love for it to be more on the market, you know, for people to have access to it, 
mm-hmm. because there's so many restrictions uh, to the so-called world of marijuana, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, medical. I mean, even I've seen uh, a lot of health factors with uh, CBD, you know, uh, CBD uh, there. Yes, there is a little, you know, there's THC and, 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 and marijuana, you know, it, it does, it does have that high in it, but that high is a natural high. It's not a high where it's going to, you know, it's not going to kill you. I, I don't, I haven't found a study yet where marijuana can kill somebody. You know, I've seen a lot of criticism that it damages the brain cells, but I haven't really looked into that. Have you looked into that where it actually, people say it damages the brain cells at all or. Um, I haven't done a ton of research into that. Um, I do understand that it can certainly impact short-term memory. Um, right. But as far as specific studies, I, I don't have any that are like readily available for me to like pull out for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The reason why I'm saying this, Grace, is because, you know, there's not a lot of talk on this uh, subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in podcasting, you know, uh, if you uh, tune into a, a science and a, uh, a medication uh, type of uh, podcast, right, a medicine type of podcast, there's not a lot of talk on this subject. No one really gets into, uh, you know, uh, cannabis and, 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 you know, uh, marijuana and stuff like that. It, it, it's, it's not on the radar for some strange reason. I don't, I don't know why, but. <laughs> it can still be kind of taboo to talk about, I think, right? Because there, yeah. I think there's a lot of stigma still around it, much less than there used to be, I would say, but there still is some, you know, and I think that can be why some people will, will shy away from talking about it. I know, you know, in my own personal life, cannabis has actually helped me a lot in the past, you know, now I've gotten to a point where I don't really need that medicine anymore. Right. So it actually serves me more to not use it. Um, However, in the past, it really helped me a lot with, you know, all kinds of things, particularly mental health challenges that I was experiencing. Oh, sure. Sure. I can relate to that. You know, um, I've dealt with, you know, mental health challenging in uh, my early life, uh, pretty much around my early childhood, but um, I sort of outgrew it, you know, through um, natural uh, meditation. I practice a lot of meditation, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, I, you know, hiking through the woods or, you know, even sometimes sitting on a rock and touching an oak tree. You know, that, that's my medicine sometimes, you know? Right. And that's beautiful medicine to have, you know, and most of the time it's free. <laughs> so that's yeah. great. Yeah. And I mean, I grew up in, uh, in central New Jersey and we didn't really have that, you know, uh, leisure or, you know, opportunities for us then, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, living next to the big city of New York, you know, you, you didn't really have, you know, mountains near you, uh, you know, there was mountains, but they were, you know, in upstate New York, but, you know, you didn't have all that, you didn't have that, that opportunity, you know, where I live now in Northern Georgia, you know, really, really close. I mean, I'm on the outskirts of Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, the mountains are, you know, within, you know, 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. And, I'm up there. Yeah. I'm up there. Like, uh, I try to get up there at least once a weekend, you know, just to hike and people look at me like, like I'm crazy. Like, why are you going hiking? That's like boring. I'm like, to me, me, it's not, it's, 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 it's my high. It's, it's my, uh, it's my joy of life. I love it. I love to connect with nature. 
um, you know, animals, uh, just about everything. Mother Earth is is beautiful. It really is. Yeah. And she is also like this living, breathing, sentient being as well. You know, you know as much as we feel her, she feels us too. You know, I you, you just brought that up. And I know we're running low on time. Uh, I'm going to have to have you on again, if you don't mind, because, I mean, we're getting into uh, segments that are really, really interesting. And I love to have a conversation with you for, you know, an hour or two. But, um, you know, you, you just mentioned about Mother Nature. Um, I just read an article that Earth could be a live entity. Have, she have is. You, have you read into that article? I have not read into that article. This is something that I know to be true in my spirit, in my very being, in my essence. Right. And just to give you a couple of examples, you know how human beings have respiratory systems. We have lungs. That's how we breathe, right? Right. Nerves and everything else. Yes. Right. So for Mama Earth, right? Mama Gaia, Pachamama, whatever you want to call her by. The trees and the plants, that's her lungs. That is her nervous system, right? I mean, not her nervous system, I'm sorry, the respiratory system. This is how she breathes. And then all the rivers and the oceans, that's like her circulatory system, you know, all of our veins. It's so very similar. And all the, the, um, the fungi that make the interconnected, the mycelium, there we go finally thought of the word, <laughs> the mycelium from the network of fungi growing underneath in the soil. That is like her nervous system. It's very similar. It, they, yeah. The way that the, the fungi talk to each other is very similar to how the neurons in our brains work, right? So I right. know in my heart and my soul that she is a living sentient being. And, you know, science is just beginning to dip its toe into what spirituality already knows. So right. I think it's going to be something to keep an eye on in the next couple decades or so, because even from everything like um, quantum physics to, you know, now this stuff coming out about mother earth to epigenetics, they are all teaching and confirming what um, a lot of spiritual teachings have already talked about in depth. Well, we are in a uh, what I like to call a uh, a great awakening in the spiritual world. Um, everything is pretty much waking up, yeah. and I think people are are seeing this. And I'm not I'm not speaking po uh, political here, or, or you know, I'm not getting into politics. This has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with you know science and the spiritual world. Our Mother Earth, our planet is waking up. Mm -hmm. You know it's it, it's alive you know it's been alive for millions and millions of years and as much as this planet keeps evolving and everything else uh i'm sure we're going to see a lot of more interesting things uh basically happen mm -hmm. uh, that we haven't seen yet and yeah. when that happens grace i i, I believe that it's going to shock a lot of people you know that don't even possibly maybe not you know believe in spiritual healing or believe in spiritual uh, awareness um i think when it does happen uh people are going to start waking up and understanding a little bit more mm -hmm. yeah so, i'm sure we will find out 
So with, with that being said, Grace, I, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I wish I had some more time with you. Um, I'd like to invite you again in the near future so we can get more into the spiritual world uh, because uh, there's a lot of people that don't understand it, you know, and I think by talking about it a little bit more, it will help people understand, you know, exactly, you know, uh, individuals and people such as yourself do, you know, and, you know, uh, like I said, we're running out of time. So I, I'd like to, uh, you know, give you the floor here on the show uh, if you want to plug in any of your information so people can contact you, um, you know, uh, if that's all right with you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Michael. Um, I can be found on Instagram and my handle is at Grace Huang Coaching. That's H-U-A-N-G. And that is the same handle for YouTube as well, Grace Huang Coaching. And for Facebook, you if you are a woman and you are looking to join a sisterhood of like-hearted and empowered women who are exploring their inner femininity and their healing journey, feel free to check out Savage Sisterhood Sanctuary. Um, and as for my personal Facebook, it's facebook.com slash grace.huang.413. Wow. That, that's awesome. Uh, guys, you just heard uh, Grace. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of Lotus Coaching. Uh, like you said, uh, like you said, Grace, you can find her uh, just about everywhere. Uh, with that being said, thank you very much, Grace, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. And an honor. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. You just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast, an anchor platform.